Hi, I'm Gavin Giovannoni, neurologist based in uh, London, <clears throat> and I'm talking about uh, advanced MS. I um, feel good today because I've started doing MS roadshows. So prior to COVID-19, uh, our group used to go out to our local district general hospitals, uh, usually once every year or maybe once every two years, to discuss MS research uh, with people with the disease and the local uh, MS team at those hospitals. The idea was to try and engage um, people with multiple sclerosis uh, with research going on at uh, Bart's and London School of Medicine Dentistry and hopefully get them to participate in research projects. Uh, obviously, with COVID-19, this all stopped and we haven't resumed it. But now that the pandemic or the epidemic in the UK at least is over in the sense that we have no restrictions, um, I've started uh, opening up again. And I went to uh, give a talk and, on, and ask, answer questions uh, at a local uh, MS group meeting in North London last night. I must point out that the uh, majority of people that came to the meeting had relatively advanced MS in the sense that they were um, uh, quite disabled and a lot of them were using a wheelchair. And one of the people brought up to my attention that they uh, had been under my care um, at my previous hospital many years ago and they had now lost, were not lost to follow up at that hospital and would be managed locally by a general neurologist. But they had found the uh, annual or six-monthly a review very unhelpful in that the neurologist spent very little time with them, uh, maybe discussed one or two issues uh, and said there wasn't anything they could do and that was it. And they came away feeling like the consultations had been a waste of time. And this is a very familiar story. Um, you know, one of the things we have is that when people hit wheelchairs or become advanced or progressive uh, MS services, that are typically mainly focused on providing disease-modifying therapies, don't have the capacity to continue managing patients, and they get discharged either to their general practitioner, to a community-based uh, MS clinical nurse specialist, or the local team in their district general to look after. And I think this is very sad because um, it's quite clear that despite these people being treated as being unsalvageable, there's a lot to salvage uh, in the sense that uh, people with multiple sclerosis who are in wheelchairs still have upper limb function, they still have swallowing speech, cognition, and a lot of other functions to preserve. So I think we need to shift our focus away from just looking at the legs uh, and think about the patient holistically. Is there anything uh, we can do? And this has not helped. I mean, at the, our last Ectrams meeting, a very senior and well-respected uh, and actually a very influential key opinion leader in this field made the comment in a keynote lecture that once you have clinically manifest progressive MS with disability, the therapy window has probably shut. Uh, and this attitude, you know, is quite pervasive amongst the MS community. And even in uh, disease-modifying therapy uh, treatment guidelines, once you hit a wheelchair and lose lower limb function, you're, uh, you have to stop the disease-modifying treatment. And um, I don't agree with this. First of all, <clears throat> we've seen many, many patients who have been in wheelchairs. When you stop their treatment, their MS disease relapses or comes back, and then you're forced into a situation, what do you do with these? Uh, at our hospital, over the last uh, five to seven years, we've actually put in place 
a off-label treatment program where we give these people subcutaneous cladribine uh, in the hope of trying to suppress the inflammation and protect upper limb function. And this underpins um, a lot of other research showing a very similar thing in people with more advanced disease uh, and you stop their medications. There have been studies showing that, uh, you know, at least half of them will relapse or have MRI activity. Uh, and they, those patients get worse much quicker than if they had stayed on their disease-modifying treatment. And so this is why we've got to challenge and push back on this concept that uh, MS is not treatable in people who are wheelchair users. And this is one of the reasons why we're doing uh, two clinical trials. And I think our center was responsible uh, for initiating this concept of Think Hand, which is a campaign to really focus on upper limb function in more advanced disease. And we have the Charity MS trial, which is currently recruiting. So these are people with uh, EDSS 6.5 to 8.5, no AIDS restriction um, with progressive disease. And we are treating randomizing into placebo or Mavenclad, that's oral cladribine. And the whole primary outcome is to protect upper limb function. Similarly, we're doing oratoria hand. This is a, a trial in primary progressive people uh, going up to EDSS 8. And the primary outcome is 9 pec test also to protect upper limb function with ocrelizumab versus placebo. Um, and we also launched a thing called Under and Over, which is an arm and hand rehabilitation program for people with more advanced disease. And <clears throat> we've just presented the study at uh, Ectrums. Um, the study really wasn't positive, but we don't think we were powered enough. Um, and what we did find out that some people found it very helpful and they're doing upper limb rehab. And my personal opinion is if you do have involvement of the upper limbs, you need to use them. Otherwise, you lose them and you need to continue doing motor tasks you know, particularly fine motor tasks to maintain upper limb function. So this is part of our holistic management of MS. <clears throat> we also have very interesting insights now. We think that one of the reasons why progressive, progressive disease affects the lower legs before the arms is because the longer the nerve pathway in the brain and spinal cord, the more likely it is to be hit multiple times in MS and the more likely it is to lose reserve and degenerate earlier. And so the pathway from the cortex uh, in the brain to the spinal cord for the lower limbs is about a meter long. And so there's many more opportunities to hit that pathway with MS compared to the pathway to the arms, which is about 30 centimeters. And so that's why uh, people lose lower limb function before upper limb function. And this is what we will call a length dependent uh, axonopathy, length, uh, the nerve fiber uh, hypothesis. I don't even think it's a hypothesis now. I think it's well accepted now that the manifestations of progressive MS is length dependent. And that means you've got much more reserve capacity, and that's why you maintain upper limb function much longer, and also swallowing and, and speech only um, in effect at a very late stage of multiple sclerosis in people with advanced disease. <clears throat> so I disagree with this neurologist. There is lots we can do for people who are in wheelchairs, and we need to ask the question. The other thing um, uh, we're trying to do is we're trying to stimulate the community to actually instead of just stopping disease-modifying therapies in people with advanced diseases, at least uh, randomize them to clinical trial. And I put forward a, a trial a protocol. I mean, this goes back, um, you know, about four or five years now. And it's called the salvage trial, playing on the, uh, on the, on the, on the concept that I don't agree that people with advanced MS are unsalvageable. And we want to call this the salvage trial where we take people off their disease-modifying therapy, which we have to when they reach a wheelchair, and randomize them to placebo versus subcutaneous cladribine or and and uh, and see how they how they do. Unfortunately, we had no traction on this trial, um, mainly because I don't have bandwidth. Uh, and a colleague of mine who's going to help me on this also doesn't have bandwidth. 
But I really do think we need to uh, relook at this um, in addition to the charity MS trial. The other thing I also want to say is that even if you aren't eligible or you don't want disease-modifying treatment and you are a wheelchair user or have advanced MS, there's plenty we can do as neurologists uh, to optimize your uh, health. And this is what I would call the holistic management of MS. And I have discussed this many times in the past, and I've even done a blog post uh, or a newsletter recently on the holistic management and marginal gains. In other words, if we improve all little aspects of your care, you'll have a much better quality of life and we'll hopefully slow down your worsening. And this is things like sleep hygiene, making sure you don't smoke, preventing infections, optimizing your medication, making sure you don't have a sleep disorder, etc. So I think uh, my message to you is don't just accept there's nothing I can do for you. Ask the questions. And there is a little uh, help for you online. There are two uh, websites that I've been involved in. Uh, one of them is called Your MS Questionnaire, which is an online questionnaire you complete before you go for your annual review. And it basically highlights problems you have that you can bring to the attention of neurologist. And the other one is your My MS Priorities. It's also a, uh, a, 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 a online questionnaire, or you can print it out. And it makes you prioritize your problems so that when you do go to your neurologist, you can, uh, at an annual review, you can ask specific questions that may need to be sorted out. So please don't accept that there's nothing you can do. There's plenty you can do, even if you have advanced MS, and use your annual appointment wisely <clears throat> so that you uh, come away feeling like you've achieved something. Um, I must point out, though, even though you have advanced MS, there's a lot you can do for yourself. And this is one of the reasons why we have uh, MS. Uh, that's one of the reasons why I've started MS Selfie for MS self-management, to try and prod you to be, to have a self-efficacy, to take control of your own uh, problems and get, get them sorted. And last night, I, for example, was discussing uh, foot care. You know, one of my uh, observations over the last 30 years being an MS clinician, clinician is that when you look at people's feet and you see how well they look after their feet in terms of their nails, etc., you get an idea of how well they look after themselves or their carers or their family look after them. And so I think it's really important that if you um, uh, are an MS clinician listening to this or a healthcare professional, I would urge you, anybody who comes into your clinic, have a look at their feet and their toenails. If they're not looking after their feet, uh, which are easy to hide, they're not looking after themselves properly. And there's lots we can do about those patients. Um, uh, similarly, in the NHS, podiatry services usually uh, are a, you're usually able to self-refer to them. So if you do have problems cutting your toenails, looking after your feet, make an appointment with your local podiatry service and go and get them sorted out. You look after yourself. It's very, very important to take pride in your uh, personal hygiene and look after yourself. Even if you may not be able to cut your own toenails due to more advanced disease, you may have difficulty getting down there because of spasticity. Hand function may not be ideal. Your vision may not be ideal. There are people that can help you. So don't accept no for an answer. <clears throat> anyway, I'd like you to read the newsletter. I've proposed many questions to you as individuals. I mean, do we have equipoise? Is this trial ethical, the salvage trial? If you have advanced disease, would you want to participate in this trial? So lots of questions, and let's have a discussion around the issues uh, raised in this podcast and newsletter. So finally, I just want to say your MS is salvageable, even though I've posted this as a question. This is a rhetorical question, and don't accept no for an answer. 
And then uh, finally, if you are a uh, subscriber, a paying subscriber, thank you. If you're not a paying subscriber and can afford it, please uh, uh, subscribe. Um, I need the financial resources uh, from MSLFI to um, continue to develop the uh, microsite, which is going to be a curated site for mainly for people with multiple sclerosis and their families, so they can find information around self-management uh, using a w well-indexed um, um, uh, site, like an online living textbook, for example. Enjoy.